Uh, the Leonard Angelo, December 20th, 2016. Uh, making change. Lessons from adolescence. Uh, and listen to your body when you're older. And listen to advice when you're young. Uh, these are things on my mind today. The making change. I basically made did a recording yesterday. Part of my December uh, audio journaling exercise. I'm calling December culling, which is about, which is really about making change for uh, for uh, a more successful January and a more uh, productive January uh, in, in 2017. Uh, yesterday I did a recording and I cut myself off somehow. I think honestly it was Siri that cut me off. You know Siri, the most useless app on your phone. I love the idea of that. That is the future, you know. We we were promised something like that. I'm a, I was always big into Star Trek. So in Star Trek the next generation especially, they could always talk to the computer and the computer would basically solve all of their problems. Now why why they didn't consult with the computer on everything, I don't know. But they they only did it when it was a plot point uh, computer. Could you resolve this, please? Like, at some point, Geordi LaForge was figuring out they could redirect some of the en- the energy from the engine out of the dish and do something, right? But the computer never came up with that. You needed a guy to do that. Interesting. Uh, but somehow they can make food out of thin air. <laughs> All right, I'm already rambling. Uh, making change... Uh, yeah, okay, yesterday I cut myself off. But I don't think I got to anywhere with that anyway. I was talking about forced uh, changes in life and thinking about layoffs and the layoff season and divorce and uh, all kinds of things in life with it where you get kicked in a direction that you weren't necessarily going to go on your own. I think that's great when it happens, honestly. I've, I've, that's happened to me many times, and it's, it's always after a painful period of transition where you, uh, where, where I emerged somewhat better and, and more, and wiser and all that at the other end. But what I like better than that is making change. Uh, I think when life gives you change, when it just hands it to you on a platter, you're not always grateful for it and you don't always appreciate where you're ended up. Uh, and it's only in a period of, uh, I don't know, uh, looking back, Retrospection, in, in retro, retrospection. Is that if that isn't a word, it should be. It's introspective, retroactive, uh, whatever. Looking back thoughtfully on the things that happened to you, I think that uh, those are the periods of time when you appreciate those painful uh and and forced transitions into a different place into forced change what i like better than that though is making change because that means that you came to a conclusion and you wanted to do it yourself which is what i'm trying to do here and 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 uh, have been i think i'm i'm making it more i'm concretizing it for myself uh so that i don't forget it because i i i, I come to this point often and I don't know that I see the change that I wanted often enough. Uh, so 
I think I have a lot more respect for making change and uh, especially making changes that are equally difficult is the ones you might get kicked into by life. Uh, for example, I, uh, I want to be a person who can let go of certain uh, ideas that are uh, obviously not working for me. And I, I'm not going to go into what all those are because I think I'm figuring it out as I go. But when I find something like that, when I look at something that I've considered to be a truth my entire life, and all of a sudden I'm coming to the conclusion that, well, yeah, I've always considered this to be a truth, but it hasn't ever been true. Uh, I want it to be true more than it is true. Then those are things that you might need to let go, that one might need to let go, that I might need to let go. So, uh, I guess that's making change. That's being change. Uh, making your own changes and this is going to be personal too uh, part of my personality because you know there are there are real big parts of my life that don't involve art that don't involve career that don't involve all the stuff I get wrapped up in most of the time uh, that are also not right and not working and uh, I would like those to change as well so forced transitions can lead you somewhere good if you've got a good attitude about them and you can, you can work through the pain and, and find ways to, uh, I don't know, find wisdom in them, uh, that doesn't always happen right away. It'll happen with time and age and all that. So speaking of age, I was thinking of adolescence and, uh, and uh, lessons learned from adolescence. And I'm thinking about this because my, I don't know, I, I probably talk about him too much, but my, my buddy Bebo, my little bird friend, uh, he's going through his little change of life. I got him when he was a little baby. I brought him home in a shoebox. And he was just a precious little thing. I know, people ain't into birds, it's alright. I wasn't really either. It's, I, I like them, they're cute. I mean, birds... They're fluffy. They jump around in the bushes. What do you got to say wrong about birds? But, I don't know. You don't want one in your house. Well, through circumstances, which are not important, I brought little baby Bebo home in a shoebox. And I love him to death. Just love him so much. He's such a sweet little guy. Well, recently, he's going through adolescence. He's probably, I don't know, three, four months old. Uh, and I, from, from uh, doing research into the bird nerd community, I have learned a thing or two about this particular kind of bird. And uh, during this period of life, they uh, begin to explore their uh, adult feelings, as it were. And uh, that is not easy for them. And they, they often act out aggressively toward, toward people, toward their... their uh, the people around them, the birds around them, etc. This is a, a time of competition. I am Bebo's a male bird. I wanted a female bird, I think, uh, because female birds apparently are supposed to be more docile. Now, that sounds sexist, but look, animals—they don't play by our rules. I'm sorry, they—they're—they're they're more very comfortable with their gender roles. It's and it's okay. You don't, don't shame them. 
if the mama bird wants to lay eggs and sit in that box, it's fine. Just let her do her thing. Don't shame her. She doesn't need a career. She's a bird. I'm just kidding. It's funny, though, because when you start talking about animals and you start talking about gender roles with animals, because it's very clear-cut with them, uh... You stop bringing in your, the, the weird uh, sort of baggage that we all have with that. But humans are very different, and that should be said. Alright? Is that coming across sexist? I wanted a female bird because I didn't want her to bite me. That's all. Everybody knows human women bite. I mean, <laughs> it's a joke. I'm sorry. It's just a joke. Uh, what was I saying? I wanted a female bird because they're, they're supposedly more friendly. That's what the bird nerd community told me. But it turns out Bebo's a guy because, and I know this from his behavior, you're supposed to check their undercarriage and figure it out from the size of their pelvis or some such thing. But the undercarriage of a bird, you know, it feels like undercarriage of a bird. I don't feel anything. There's nothing going on under there. It's just fluffy. It's a fluffy bird. What was I getting at? Adolescence. Little Bebo's going through adolescence. And he's acting out aggressively. And it's a big change. And I'm hoping he, he calms down again. Making a lot of noise. You know how kids do. Uh, reminds me that during adolescence, and there were a lot of things that, that happened that were emotional that kind of stick with you for the rest of your life. But we don't often apply our adult lens to the thing, the lessons we learned in adolescence. We're often still looking back, one, well, I'm doing this, often looking back at adolescence with, a, with the same uh, prescription glasses we were wearing in high school. And it's not the same at all. You can, you can put a, and look back with some wisdom, with some clarity, but, but uh, with your new contact lenses from 1-800-CONTACTS. Fresh, freshly delivered and installed in your eyeball. I don't like contact lenses anyway. You shouldn't touch your eyeball. They're just a personal feeling of mine. Uh, so, lessons from adolescence. What was I thinking about that? I think a lot of maybe the, the hang-ups that I have come from adolescence, and it's funny that they should still be hang-ups, you know, even though I'm a grown man with uh, plenty of experience that would be contrary to what I've learned in high school. But somehow the some of those weird insecurities, some of those weird, uh, I don't know, uh, counterproductive feelings, some of those weird acting out aggressions and... and uh, a lot, a lot, maybe a lot of the things that color my perspective of the world. For example, when this when this monster came on the scene during the Republican debates, I was like, "This is a classic bully," and I don't have a good experience with bullies in my life. So even if I agreed with his fucked up politics, which I do not, I would have hated him because he's a bully. That comes straight from high school and and, and years before that, from adolescence. From those experiences, they, they don't leave you as an adult. And I wonder sometimes how much of my insecurities and, and other types of things like that are, are uh, still uh, hang-ups from that period of time. And, and w not being able to look back on them with a, with a grown-up lens for some reason. Like it's a blind spot that, that developed uh, a cataract 
an adolescent cataract that developed that leaves me cloudy about these certain things, these certain topics, these certain feelings. They're still adolescent feelings. Uh, in a grown man, you know? Interesting. And something to be aware of so that you, I guess you can work to change them. I don't know, I got a lot of insecurities and hang-ups about uh, uh, inferiority, things like that. And I know that comes straight from, I didn't really come from my family. I, I, got, a, I got a relatively supportive family. They have many flaws. These, that's not one of them. You know, I didn't have an abusive father who told me I was no good or a mother who said she wished I was different or any of that stuff. I, I, they were, they're, they're good people inside, uh, for the most part. Uh, and uh, so I know it comes from school and from other kids and from childhood, you know, like, like dealing with other kids, something like that. It's funny, that doesn't go away so easy, even when you grow up. That was the next thing I wrote down. Oh, li- listen to advice when you're young and your body when you're old. And in adolescence, we spend a lot of time acting out, you know, because there were hormones raging and all that. You know, science has given us easy answers to all that stuff. Thank you, science. But it doesn't make it any simpler, does it, to know that it's hormones? People throw that around all the time. Like... Whenever there's an easy scientific answer for something, people just throw it around. You know, it's just hormones. Oh, really? Well, that does help. That does help. I guess I'm not going to, you know, punch some kid in the throat today at, at, in gym class. Because it's just hormones. Now that I know that, everything's going to be fine. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, the... So that uh, listening to your body when you're an adolescent is a disaster. And your body's always talking, telling you this or that. Be angry. Be sad. Be aggressive. Be Nobody should be aggressive, by the way. Birds or people. Nobody. But, you know, this is something my body tells us to do. And then we often act out on it. Kids ain't, kids ain't good at uh, regulating. Their regulators is broken as well. Um, I think when you're young, and it's unfortunate that this is not how it works, because when you're young, you don't want to hear nothing. You should listen to advice when you're young. Uh, people always say, don't listen to your body because uh, it'll lead you astray, especially in church. <laughs> uh, but I think when you're older, is the time to listen to your body. Because when you're older is a time when uh, you start trying to fight a lot more. I, well, me. This is all I'm, I'm talking about myself. But I see this in our culture, you know. We, we're trying to fight the aging process. We're trying to fight the limitations of... Uh, I've been doing this all month. Fighting the limitations of being tired and fatigue and, and uh, health. And I think that the older we get, the less we're able to do that, honestly. You, you will find diminishing returns in doing that. My father always tells me, don't get old. Because my brain is still 18 and my body can't do anything that I think it can. So that's a hard, unfortunately, a hard lesson to learn. 
because it seems as though our brains will continue to be in a younger state than our physicality will be. That's interesting, right? Like the spirit continues. Is this an argument for uh, for the spirit? I don't know. Everybody I know hates talking like that. I don't. I don't have a problem with it. I don't have hangups like that. But I like I like the idea of the human spirit being more powerful than the body anyway. But uh, there were times when your body's telling you, "Look, I need something from you that you're not giving me," and if if you give it to me, that sounds gross. I'm just talking about sleeping, eating, and all that. Uh, I need and health. If if you give me these you know, good for me things, I can benefit you as well. The human spirit can be uplifted uh, with a little bit of uh, rest and uh, meditation and uh, good health and exercise and things like that. Things that we don't do in modern society because they get in the way of our weird goals, our weird pointless goals that have nothing to do with existence and have everything to do with ego. Uh, advice when you're younger. I would tell a younger version of myself to uh, be be mindful of negativity and stuff like that. Because my body was very uh, clear to me that I should be aggressive, angry, and, and hurt, and and negative. They were all bad things. Yeah, this this made more sense when I wrote it down. I don't know where I was going with any of that. Well, thoughts for today. Thoughts for today. I'm not making great progress on my December project. Um, for various reasons. I uh, wanted to get through my big stack of notebooks. And it's already the 20th and I'm not making great progress. So, there is uh, a bit of stress in that, but I think it, I think I am happy that I have kept on top of the consciousness of it, the, the awareness of what I wanted, and allowed myself the freedom to uh, not always make those deadlines and not always achieve those things. And and give myself the forgiveness that I that I need for uh, uh, the limitations that I'm encountering as I go through this. Uh, if anything, it's sort of an exercise in clarity and in, in um, perspective. Uh, and I have. I mean, it's not over yet, but you know, we're we're, we're getting into a a busy time. Maybe. Oh, maybe the end will just be a surprise to me. I'm going to keep going, I mean, but I had to put some things aside for a while. And that's all my doing, of course. These were decisions I made. So uh, I'm um, going to focus the end of the month. Got, what, 10 days left? 11 days left? To focus on, on um, Working through those notebooks and, and doing my sketches that I promised and filing my papers that I promised myself I would do. And then when I go into January, I'm supposed to have reference material and a documentation of real projects that I wanted to accomplish in 2017. And I am making headway toward that, I guess. So that's, okay, that's where I'm at today. 
those are my thoughts today. Uh, and that is what they are. Okay, so Lenny D'Angelo, December 20th, 2017. Right.